Hello and welcome to Internet Dragons TV. This is Roger coming to you on Microsoft Announcement Day. Microsoft had their big press conference today where they announced the next Xbox and we're going to be discussing that. Now, we can probably wrap up in very few words what we thought about it just to give you an idea of where the podcast is going to be heading to. And this will be an audio-only episode seeing as we found out during our PS4 podcast that YouTube just likes to shut you down if you show anything what are we going to show a video of anyway? There is that box. as well. <laughs> It'll be a box. So, in Shiny five box. words or less, Vince, describe the event. The event or the Xbox? What you think of this. Expensive box for watching television. Joe? Don't need or want. I'll give you one better. Could give a rat's ass. That is what I think of this. Okay. And that's where we're heading, folks. So, I was trying to be diplomatic, but okay. I, yeah. I am not. All right, so we got Vince and Joe. Boys, how are you doing tonight? Warm. <laughs> fucking hot here. I, I would like to say I'm in a fantastic mood and so excited about new technologies, but God damn, I am not. I am excited about new technologies. Just not this one. The Just PlayStation 4. <laughs> yeah, really. What this made me realize is that I'm actually going to be saving money this holiday season because mm -hmm. I'm only going to have to buy one console because now we got some time, of course, for them to announce more things. We're going to see more at E3, thank God, because we did not get much here. And so hopefully we will get more information that will actually try to make me want to buy this console because if this was coming out tomorrow i would not be buying it and anybody who knows me knows i like to buy all the new toys i would not be buying this so let's start off and get rid of all of the obvious things that people are you know making the biggest deal about some justifiably uh i would say actually most justifiably and we'll start off with some of the things that were a rumored and then b kind of solidified or proved to be completely incorrect. One of the biggest ones was the always on thing. Now they had talked about that before, that there was a possibility that the machine would always be on. And when the um, show started up, it was, uh, what was his name again? Don, uh, I've got it written down here. Don Matrick, who went up and it was Xbox on. And he turned it on and boom, she started off. Which leads you to believe that it's always on, obviously, if it's listening for a command to start up. Now, that said, they did show later, say later on that it actually doesn't have to be always on. And then there's that always on connection to the Internet. And that's going to be up to the devs to decide. Now, that said, though, Vince, you said you just read some breaking news about 15 minutes ago about this. Mm -hmm. uh, about the always online Internet connection, how he, he even used the unfortunate phrase that your device would always be connected. And I think that was more, you know, marketing, like, oh, you're plugged in, you're connected. But that's very sketchy terminology to use around gamers, especially these days. But they said, no, 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 it's not going to require an internet connection always. But as we're going to get into with the, uh, the game installs, if you ever want to play a game, it's going to have to authenticate to a server. So if you're buying an Xbox for your kid and just want to stick it in their bedroom, it ain't going to work. <laughs> They're going to have to connect to the internet to play a game. Yeah, see, because that's the other big thing, too, because they've made up. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> now we're after where we talk about the, <laughs> the installs. No. Back to the always on. All right, go for it. 
Here, uh, an article I just found on Kotaku uh, with a Q&A with Microsoft Vice President Phil Harrison. So this isn't, you know, some uh, networking, you know, this is this is a guy that kind of knows what he's talking about. Uh, in a Q&A on the official Xbox press site, Microsoft tackles the always online question with a strangely worded answer. No, it does not have to be always connected, but Xbox One does require a connection to the Internet, like I said. Uh, going on and on, how often does it check your connection? And Harrison responds that it depends on the experience. For single-player games that don't require connectivity to Xbox Live, you should be able to play those without interruption should your Internet connection go down. Okay, that's expectable. Uh, Blu-ray movies and downloaded entertainment should be accessible when your internet connection may be interrupted, but the device is fundamentally designed to be expanded and extended by the internet as many devices are today. So Kotaku goes on to ask, if I'm playing a single-player game, do I have to be online at least once per hour or something like that, or can I go weeks and weeks? Harrison responds, I believe it's 24 hours. <laughs> I'd have to connect online once every day to play a single-player game. Correct. This is a huge problem. Oh, God. Because, and, and you know, we have so many people talking about, oh, no, everybody's always plugged in online. These days. I'm like, no, everybody's not. The vast majority of America isn't always plugged in. I mean, sure, people in our social circles are. But like I said, how many people bought an Xbox for their kids six years ago and it has never been never online? Been like I said, it's plugged into a TV, a TV and a power outlet upstairs and it's never connected to the internet because a lot of parents don't want it to connect to the internet. And so now if they want to buy an Xbox for their child, that will be a required part of owning the new Xbox One. See, it makes a certain amount of sense that that's the direction that this is all going. And this is just from my own personal experience with the Internet side of things. The number of average connected devices in a home has increased over the last two years from four connected devices to about 15. That's not a joke. Um, ISPs in the States are now making it a point to get all of these devices connected as much as they can. So a lot of the ISPs, and this is, goes for all of them, are pushing home networking, are pushing wireless, are pushing specifically with these type of things in mind. This makes a lot of sense that a lot of these game companies are looking at the trends that we're seeing from our ISPs and saying, well, if they're making the push, we can capitalize on this. And it also serves the point of the game industry has been looking for a way to try to validate DRM, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what this ultimately is. It's you're maintaining that connection once every so often to play these games uh, that that's their new DRM. That's how they get around it. That's how they get around uh, the crippling things that Ubisoft tried or anything else like that. But that is the way the world is going, at least in the States. I don't know, you know about that. In other places, it's not. But. It's how they want it to go, but that doesn't mean that that's exactly but, how it's going. And, that, trend and was, that trend was already starting before they started this with the PS4 and the Xbox One. But let me again, let me say, and you had it right when you were saying it, it is at least for your neck of the woods, for the states, okay? And even then, I would not necessarily it depends say on where you are in every, the states. Exactly. Ask now, Texas that question. You know what? Come and ask I actually us have information here. regarding Texas. Because if you're looking in Canada... I, I, you, you, some of the the more the the bigger cities, yes, in other areas, yes, there's going to be a lot more connections where it's always on. But there's a lot of places 
where it's not. Now, just as an example of this too, I live in Ottawa, okay? Well, my daughter and her boyfriend live just outside of Ottawa, not far outside of Ottawa. And Ottawa's a freaking capital, okay? We're not talking a rinky-dink little village here. Now, they live just outside of Ottawa, but it's just far enough that it's considered more rural. And because of that, there's no internet. The only internet they could get would be satellite. Now, there is a choice, a chance that they may get dial-up in that area at some point, but it's not even there yet. And I'm talking, they're literally like not even a half hour out of town. This is not far from town. But the way that Canada is built, because it is so spacious, is that you're going to have big cities, but then you're also very close to them, going to have wide open friggin' space and lots of it. And in those areas, you don't have the internet. Now, he has an Xbox. Well, if he wants to upgrade to the new one when it comes out, he won't be able to. He won't oh, be no, able to play it. And that's just Put one it example. Swing by the Starbucks really? every day. <laughs> There's just you. You can't do something sorry, like that. You're, you're alienating a massive amount of audience. And and I'm just talking. And that's the thing. Canada. Right? I'm not talking about Australia, different places, and in in you know. Europe is better, more or less, most of it, but even then, not everywhere. I mean, Jesus. But at the end of the day, they don't really care because here's the thing, right? Those people that are out in the middle of the boonies or the people that are in those areas that don't have that always-on connection, if you're looking at it from a pure numbers standpoint, they tend to also spend less on gaming stuff in general. Whereas looking at it from the states, the people that have or, or people that are in cities that have like the massive internet connection, they spend a ton of money on just random crap. They have a ton of disposable income. And so it's not, it's no longer, for me, this marks a point where it's no longer the gaming industry on these consoles. It is now just an entertainment industry that they're trying to squeeze as much blood from the stone as they can from the people that have the most disposable income. And they're saying, to hell with those those other people. That's and 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 I hate to say that because it really makes me feel fucking terrible, but it's the truth of it. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, your daughter and and the Xbox that resides in her home is not going to matter for the 400 that reside in Ottawa proper that are going to do it. You know what I mean? It's one it's a numbers game. And yeah, so but- they look at these numbers and they say the number of people we're going to alienate is far fewer than the people that are going to eat this up. Yes and no. Again, you got to think of it in terms of not the number of people because there's, I won't say just as many, but you know, there, there, there's a lot of them. They're just spread out a lot. And I'm only using Canada as an example because obviously I know it and this is where I am. And I can point to so many people that I know who have, whether it's an Xbox or a PS3 or whatever, and it's not connected, and they still game a lot. They still buy a ton sure. of games, mm-hmm. and they are they should be able to play this. So I mean, I it, it's quite no, no. I know, and I'm not harping on you. Obviously, we're we're all in the same boat in regards to this. It's it's a terrible, terrible thing, and the fact that it will help developers pull off shit like Ubisoft tried to do. Well, they did, but then, you know, there was enough of a backlash that they realized that this is stupid. Well, now they're just, instead of, you know, reinforcing, no, it was wrong, we're not going to do that, they just give them the carrot again, dangling in front of them to do it again. Mm -hmm. So, 
And this is where I can offer the, you know, the, the perspective of the person that deals with the average American on a daily basis working in retail. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times somebody has returned a Roku box because they didn't know it had to be connected to the Internet. Sure. You know, they heard, oh, yeah, you get this little box. You can watch, you know, all these shows. Oh, great. Put the box, plug it into the TV. Why doesn't it work? Oh, well, you need a router, you know, this and that. And like, oh, well, I'm not buying that. And they returned the box. I can only imagine once the Xbox One releases, you know, average people aren't going to know all the details about it. There's going to, oh, little Johnny wants the new Xbox and they'll run out and buy the new Xbox. And then the next day they're going to bring the new Xbox back because little Johnny can't play his games. And I can only imagine the hell every retailer, (laughs) including myself, is going to have to go through just because of this limitation. Well, not just the retailer, but it's going to produce a lot of uh, gruff to the frontline ISP workers oh, that have yeah. to deal with that. The router companies, which I know some of them are outsourced, but a lot of them have American call centers or Canadian call centers. And it, it, imagine the volume that this is going to produce. To give you guys a perspective, the Xbox 360, when it switched over from the white casing to the black casing, actually changed the way it handled network architecture so much that it produced a 45% spike in call volume across the country here. And I'm not even just based on those systems alone. And that's not even an exaggeration. Like that's, that's what happened. So what do you think is going to happen now with these that always has to be connected? And when it tries to validate every day, oh, not, not always Joe, Let, let's, let's stick to the, to I'm the sorry, words. Once it is, a it day. is not always online and that's what they're <laughs> harping on. It is not always online. But even then, if it has to validate <laughs> once sorry, a day, that, that. That, point, that, that validation, what's going to happen when that validation doesn't go through? What network errors is going to cause? We have a thing right now where anybody who has DirecTV in the States knows that when it does its once a day validation, that, that DVR box you have, because it has to be connected to the internet and has to have once a day where it can validate, it completely chugs your entire network, regardless of your bandwidth or type of equipment you have pumping out that signal to your home to the point where it dominates your connection until it is done validating, which can take up to an hour. So I what wonder what validating. This, I it, I under it validates <laughs> everything from your right f- for the file that you have, uh, as far as like what you have installed or recorded on your DVR box. Uh, if you have multiple DVR boxes, that the configuration was fi- is proper for multiple DVR boxes. What is this Xbox going to do when it has to validate every game that you have installed on your hard drive? Every per point of live or downloadable content you have, anything you have from the arcade, uh, all the other shit, like your TV, like they made a big deal about this having the ability oh. to pull your TV schedule. If this operates even a fraction of how the other DVR boxes that work with this, this is going to be a huge drag on your connection once a day as well. And that I'm not looking forward to. Okay, let's move past this now to the other point of contention, and that is the having to install games. Now, they actually, they only kind of hinted during the whole thing. Did they even mention the install? I don't even nope. think, no, they didn't even insta- mention the install. No, that, that was that all was in, the, in afterwards. the press uh, interviews before, well, technically before, before the conference, yeah. that they just wouldn't let them release until after. Exactly. So we found out that the every game is going to have to be installed before it can be played. Every one of them. And then it's not like I'm going to be able to let my kid take his newest Halo game over to his buddies so that they can play it there. Because if it tries to go there and install there, there's going to be a charge. 
You found out more about this just recently as well, Vince. Yes, what did the, you read? The, this is another news article that just came across. Uh, and it, again, it's talking about installing games. And as you didn't even mention, if you want to install a game on a second console, there is a fee yeah. involved. Well, that's so what if, I was saying, know, yeah. If you, se- if you sell your game to GameStop and then somebody else buys it new, they're going to have to pay a fee to install it. This ain't no Project $10, though. <laughs> And again, this is uh, Phil Harrison, Microsoft vice president, who who is giving us all of this information. Here's how the system works. When you buy an Xbox One game, you'll get a unique code that you enter when you install a game because we all love those 24-character codes. You'll have Nothing to connect. Nothing goes wrong with those ever. Yeah. The zeros, the O's, they're, they're perfectly legible. You'll have to connect to the internet in order to authorize that code, and the code can only be used once. Once you use it, the game will then be linked to your Xbox Live account. It sits on your hard drive, and you have permission to play that game as long as you like. And that's a big bit of contention on the, on, online, that you have permission to play the game that you've bought. Moving on, though. This is something that people were asking about, and it was a good thing. Other users on the console will be able to play that game as well, Harrison said. You don't need to buy multiple games per family. With the built-in parental controls of the system, it is shared among the users of the device. But what if you want to bring a game disc to a friend's house and play there? You'll have to pay a fee. Not just some sort of activation fee, but the actual price of that game (laughs) in order to use a game's code on a friend's account. Harrison said the bits that are on that disc, you can give it to your friend and they can install it on an Xbox One. They would then have to purchase the right to play that game, despite the fact that they physically have it in their hands, through Xbox Live. They would, be, uh, they would be paying the same price we paid or less, we asked. Let's assume it's a new game, so the answer is yes. It will be the same price. Good Lord. Oh, my God. So and they, they, they go on. That doesn't mean used games are dead. In fact, Harrison told us <laughs> you'll be able to sell your Xbox One games online. We will have a solution. We're not talking about it today for you to be able to trade your previously played games online. So that's... It's something that we're going to hopefully hear about at E3. But the fee for activating a game is the original purchasing price of the game. That's not a fee. That, that is something completely different from a fee. That is you're buying the game all over again for that Xbox. That's exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that is fucking bullshit. They wanted to put a nail said, I can't in take that my coffin. fighting games which they're, they're making such a big push for, you know, recently, to a friend's house, I either have to play them online and they have to purchase that game or I'm going to take it to their house and they have to purchase that game. Wow. Well, I, I, I believe technically in that situation you could trade the game to your friend and have to trade it back to yourself, but that's at a whole different level. With, at, but here's the thing, at what cost? Because you yeah. know it's not going to be free. Yeah. Well, not only at what cost, but how many times is it going to be allowed? They can just as easily put mm-hmm. a stop on that code that you can trade it up to three times kind of thing. There's a whole bunch of things. If they're going to be restricting used games and trading games, then they're going to really restrict it. You know, they want to push social with this machine. That's They did so much of this during this, using all the social buzzwords and everything. And yet, one of the most social aspects of this is getting together with people to play. People don't do that anymore. So, People never sit on the couch and play games. Yeah. So Clearly. 
again, I think often I, I of my kid who takes his games over to his buddies or his buddies come over with their games and they'll play for a few hours kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen anymore. Or the fact that I used sure, to throw well, just games on my, One. I used to throw games to my friends and say, hey, you should try this and see yeah. if you like it. Oh, I can't do that anymore because before they can even try it. Oh, they got to pay the full price for the game. See, now, GG. I, it was funny because I was discussing this online <laughs> Which, as I've said before, and I didn't remember, uh, don't talk to people on announcement day. Never do that. But what I was saying is that the gaming industry wants to be taken as seriously as any other art form and make it known that it is an art form and that, you know, there's there's merit to the games and that certain rules should apply to games same as any other art form and that they shouldn't, you know, be chastised for more violent games and, and things like that any more than any other entertainment. And yet they do things like this. And so you have to equate it to other entertainment platforms. What's it going to be like when you buy your DVD or Blu-ray player and it only allows you to play original movies and you have to enter a code so that you are the only ones that can watch it on that machine. And then the you, movie you can't bring would go out the of movie. Business. You can't bring yeah. your movie to friends, family, whatever to watch with them. Can't loan it out. A book that you can't loan out to people to read that it is only people don't read your books anymore. Roger, silly goose. But again, equate it to other entertainment before you start defending it and saying, "Oh, the gaming industry is suffering because of used game sales and things like that." Equate it to the other entertainment that the games want to be taking as seriously as, and then try to defend them because you can't. This is this for me is like literally borders on a reason not to buy this system. There's a lot of other reasons, obviously, at this point, but this is tops for me. I can even put up with the always on simply because I am always on at the house, Mm -hmm. but this to me is the biggest hurdle that I'm going to have to overcome before I decide if I'm actually buying this thing. I think it's hilarious that three hours ago, I know I was, my thoughts, and I'm pretty sure from talking to you, Roger, the general feeling was, uh, well, that's pretty weak. Hopefully we'll hear more at E3, but right now I'm not interested. And now it's, oh my God, what have they done? Like with all the stuff that they have going on that they did not announce at the press conference, this thing has just snowballed into an absolute disaster. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not impressed. So let's actually talk about the event. Now, this is not going to take very long because this event was really not about gaming. This event was for Microsoft to announce their entertainment console and that this is going to be, they spent more time talking about TV, watching TV on this device than actual playing games. Now, there was also a lot of sports talk and the main reason for that is because of the rumored $400 million deal with the NFL that they brokered for additional content and things like that that you're going to have. So there was a lot of sports talk. There was, of course, some Call of Duty because that's the important game that they have to talk about. And then the rest, a lot of it, most of it, was on TV. Now, this thing they wanted to replace, again, your TV set. It's going to have, or not your TV set, I should say, your your cable box. box. Uh, Uh, Not exactly. Okay, well. The the way the TV functionality works 
is that it uses a pass-through. You have yeah. to have a right. compatible satellite receiver or cable box still plugged but, into the Xbox. And then, yeah, but you're going to use the Xbox as yes. the device you use to say what you want to do. Now, in terms of what it is for watching TV, granted this was staged, of course, so it's not real time. <laughs> the Heat weren't playing the Clippers at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So, um, so taking that into consideration, I mean, yes, it was slick. Being able to go through a TV guide, if it is as well done as what they showed, yes. Being able to jump between networks, yes. Very nice again. Being able to actually Skype someone and minimize your window so that you can watch a, whether it's a movie or a TV show and be Skype calling somebody else. I like that. I think that's kind of slick again because I know people from other places. So being able to do something like that would be fun. But it has nothing to do with a gaming console or games. (laughs) This is just, you know, I can do similar with my freaking iPad to have a conversation with someone if I want on Skype. Um, I mean, yeah, it was nice and all that, but it was nothing that was revolutionary enough that it would actually even just replace my, my PVR. Yeah, Either it's got you? nothing alluring for me so far, like, at all. And the the, the whole point of the, the event, when it did focus more on TV, is that it was the final nail in the coffin that said that this is no longer a gaming console. Like, and that and that's what it's it's no longer about. At least the, the PlayStation 4, they talked about gameplay. They talked about a lot of gameplay and interacting with the gameplay. Sure, there was the extra stuff on there. But they talked about gameplay. And here we got pretty much nothing. They didn't talk about gameplay. They talked about, you know, some of the new technology that are going to be able to be used in games. Even that. But not, but not even that, that was much. limited. Yeah. Yeah. Can I actually go back to the, the TV thing yep. real quick? Because I do have a positive on that. And, and you were talking about with the deal with the NFL. As somebody who does enjoy watching a lot of sports in addition to playing games – the NFL stuff is actually really awesome to me because they have live streaming of NFL games, which is not something you can get legally online. Uh, you have to have, you know, through your cable provider or, you know, NFL ticket or whatever, with, with the exception of like the Super Bowl and like some top playoff games, they don't stream anywhere else. So being able to get that on your Xbox with the built-in ESPN, like fantasy tracker apps yeah, that was on the slick. screen, yeah. that was cool. I, I, I can envision running my fantasy league this year through xbox live right well next year because xbox one won't be out yet but having all of those functionalities right there like on the screen being able to you know skype call my buddies and trash talk them when you know my receiver catches a touchdown on their defense and stuff like that the 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 nfl functionality they have built into the xbox is actually very well done and i know a number of people that is going to be a primary feature for before the press conference started one of my best friends texted me he's like if microsoft gets an nfl deal i'm buying one and (laughs) 10 minutes later he's like okay i'm in yeah until i but, told him about all the other shenanigans yeah. it, it, sadly though that's and, and who knows if he is or not but that's not for a gamer that's, oh, he's a huge gamer though. no, no but, but you know what i mean it, it could yeah. just as well be somebody the who's cross not really section a gamer. isn't as big it's, as people think it is yeah so this is more for somebody and, and i love watching sports too not all of them but and i do like watching nfl but, so but oh, it's the, not the sales of madden every year would kind of say otherwise though what do you mean? What? There, there is a huge cross section. No, no, there is. But what I'm saying fans. is that th- th- 
that that functionality is not reserved just for a game again a gamer it's somebody who yeah. enjoys football and is going to be watching and doing stuff like that so it, yes you can be both but i'm just saying the it's it's not console specific it's this is again your this device is no longer we can't look at it as just a gaming device. They're yep. they're making that very clear and <laughs> that's not looking the, at it as a gaming the device. biggest hurdle that most people are going to have is understanding that those days are gone now. That's not what they want and so we're going to have to live with that. And then again, we got the the specs on the machine. We got that. We got the NFL news and and whatnot. We got EA going up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um but again, so little about actual games now let's talk about the actual box itself and it is a box it's a box (laughs) it's a box this looks like your blu-ray player or dvd player it is insanely boring to look at it's a box so you didn't have anything to look at the the ps4 but i'm willing to bet it's gonna look a damn sight better than this is a black box i didn't realize this at the time but that connect sensor is massive. massive massive holy crap i would like to actually see it in comparison to the existing one because it I'm looks i'm pretty sure a lot the connect bigger. sensor for the xbox one is bigger than an actual wii yes I think oh so. yeah that thing is huge now there was some huge uh leaps for now i don't want to say leaps for but jumps for with that connect in terms of the differences between that one and the existing one. We'll get in, into that in, in a little bit. Um, back to the box. We're looking at eight-core oh. CPU. What? Oh. By the way, sorry. Something just popped up here real quick. Um, I hate to say this, but to go back to that used game thing, yeah. there is, here's the way they're getting around that when you bring games to your friend's house. You have to sign into your account on their Xbox One, and you are not charged the fee. That still doesn't help with loaning games. I, I understand, but that's that was it was just something new yeah. that just popped up. That's a that's a pretty half ass solution. It is a pretty half ass solution that they're reacting to everybody's backlash here, but sorry, didn't mean no, to interrupt. No, no, like, no, no, no. I'm glad no no. If anything comes up as it's coming up, just go ahead. Uh okay, so let's look at the specs for the box. We got uh an eight core CPU, but it's not really giving us much in terms of processing power. Uh eight gigs of RAM, which was we saw for uh, PS4, although it's not telling us what it is, what type of RAM it is, which makes a big difference. 500 gig hard drive, which is a joke. I'm sorry, but that's not big. Don't tell us yeah, it's that's, a, nothing. that's that's nothing, uh, especially if we have to install every freaking game. These games and ain't if small, the game, folks. If the games are coming on Blu-ray right, discs, that's you're right. talking 10s, 20s. Uh, God, how much does a, does a Blu-ray disc hold? Is it like 24 gigs or something? I'm not sure the exact amount, but I don't and, know and what And that the would install. be the compressed size. Yeah. The install is going to be enough. This is like you're if if you have a number of games, you are hooking up external hard drives that you're going to have to be picking up. Uh, Blu-ray drive. Nice to see that they're finally making that concession. And then uh, Wi-Fi, wireless and um, Wi-Fi direct HDMI in and out, which is there for your receiver for TV. USB 3, which is nice. But I mean, any newer console is going to do that. They did say that it's going to be silent. Mm, that's nice because <laughs> uh, it'd be nice to not have that airplane in the living room anymore. And then they jumped to the talking about the OS. Really? Yeah, there's some changes, but they're not 
all the, massive. They're more in terms of the functionality of the the grab and move and snap and this and that for different um, parts of the UI, however you want. Which yeah, it's slick, but again, not a console seller. And then they talked about the Connect. The the Connect, I like that they. I mean, we've got one. It, granted, a lot of games don't use it, so but now they're going to be forced to. The um, it's going to be better in terms of making it so that it handles conversational speaking instead of just specific commands, although it does commands as well. Um, 1080p connect camera. I liked that it's going to work in darkness, complete dark as well as different mm-hmm. shades of darkness, depending on where the light sources are coming from. That's nice because that's something that we notice with ours. I mean, because the room that it's in, it gets fairly dark. So again, though, in terms of all the extras for, I mean, connect and whatnot, it's no, I mean, it's an improvement over what we already have, but we barely use what we right. already have. So and, frankly, and still the big thing is the size of the area it needs, because that's been a huge problem with the, the first gen connect is even if I wanted to use to one, I don't have a space in my house where I could use one. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, is that now again, it's, it's forcing that it's forcing mm-hmm. the wireless and movement stuff on us. Whereas I like with the PS4 that yes, there's enhancements with the move and the eye and things like that, but you're still being given a controller and you can still just use a controller and you're not going to have to just be using hand swipes and things like that. Whereas this, they're pushing it a lot will more. You? Well, there is that. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I loved when he said this is rocket science stuff. That made me laugh <laughs> and laugh. So, yeah. Now let's move on to the controllers, which the only real change to the – yes, I understand there's changes, subtle changes in the architecture and this and that. Really, the only change is that they put impulse triggers. Uh, yep. You're going to get well, rubble in your triggers. And the rest is all, I mean, minor I'm, I'm, improvements. I'm throwing it out there. That is a very nice-looking D-pad. But it's essentially yeah. the same as what's already no, there. No, 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 no. The, it is the, a the, the, uh, the Xbox D-pad is okay. Oh, sorry, the D-pad. Awful. Sorry, sorry. No, no, I, I misunderstood you. I thought you meant the controller mm-hmm. as well. And, yeah, no, and the, this is something that's big for, you know, like fighting game fans where that D-pad is very integral to the gameplay experience. Nobody plays fighting games on the Xbox without a custom controller. So that's that's a huge step for them yeah, of yeah. realizing you need a directional pad, not a little disc thingy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. Sorry, I mean, again, I misunderstood you. Yeah. The, the, so there's the the improved D-pad, the impulse trigger, and again, a lot more of it. They talked about that too when they did the game trailers. Went for an interview and checked it out and opened it up and things like that. And it was it, they were saying like we we improved on what we had. Like we, it's a brand new, re, you know all redone and everything, but essentially they looked at what they had and they improved upon it. Well, so, and then mm. when they were t- talking about those triggers later, they, this was uh, on the post show with game trailers that I was watching. Like they actually took one apart and looked inside of it. They have uh, additional uh, motion control motors actually connected to those dynamic impulse triggers that can give force feedback during gameplay. Now, yeah. I don't know how that's going to work, and I don't know if I particularly care, but I could see some creative uses. Oh, yeah, definitely. Technology. Yeah. But, I mean, we're talking very 
small differences mm-hmm. compared to the new PS4 controller. And then the, he made the point of, well, you don't want to really put anything in the middle that you're looking down at it and then yeah. about the TV. Yeah, but you know what? You're trying to push people to use smart glass, and that's the same thing except on a different device even. <laughs> it's not even on the freaking <laughs> controller. So um, the uh, it, it wasn't, to me, I mean, I, I'm overall I'm happy with the Xbox controller as it is. So fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I they're, love they're the Xbox minor... Minor improvements, but that said, I'm still much more impressed with what Sony did with their improvements than this. So I, because I do like the minor things that they put in. I do like the touchpad that they put on the PS4. You don't have to be looking down at it; mm-hmm. it's right there. You can use it quite easily. And again, it's it co- goes back to what you were saying about the. It's all about what the designers choose to do with it. You just give them all the tools; doesn't mean they have to use them all. Yeah, as it stands, I'm not crazy about the touchpad, but then again, we haven't seen it in action, so yeah, we'll that's going to remain to be seen. But I, I've always loved the Xbox 360 controller, so I, I don't, I wouldn't want them to reinvent that style, that design. It's a, it's a very comfortable controller. Yeah, they pushed smart glass again a lot more. It's going to be much more mm-hmm. uh, a part of natively part of the platform. So they're pushing that a lot more again. Very slick if you're just kind of sitting down really. the Yes, there's going to be ways that you can, designers will use it in games, but more often than not, it's just going to be you rinking dinking around on it while you're watching TV or whatever. Like you're saying, again, you it's gotta, great for using Netflix. Yeah. Or you have an NFL game on. And then you just kind of do the old scrunch it up there and snap it and then mm-hmm. put some other stuff on the side. And you can use glass to go through that. So slick, good not a huge deal for me, but okay. At this point, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. <laughs> it's not terrible. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah. They're, they kept pushing that it's going to be lag-free and things like that. Um, they also talked about the new Xbox Live, which is basically based on the same membership, they said. A lot more personal as per your preferences and shit like that a lot more saving things on the cloud as well they did also mention some game capture to the cloud and some native editing tools but then they didn't go into it yeah so there's going to be something that's really cool i can't wait to hear oh nothing yeah Yeah. so yeah so it's going to be hard to to figure that out. I'm hoping we're going to get more information about that during E3. But I mean, that was one of the features that, of course, for us, because of the, the videos we put out, um, that's going to be fantastic. That's one of the things that I am looking forward to with the PS4 is the ease with which I'll be able to record video. So apparently and there's broadcast. some way to do that here. Um, now, that said, you mentioned broadcast. There's no saying that's going to be on here. There was no mention of even any anything remotely like that Mm -hmm. so i would not assume that it will be Um, well and that's a and that's a big thing for me too like that was one of the things i was looking most forward to like i really enjoyed that when they announced it for the ps4 i thought that was a great feature and then to get to this point they're talking about all these things that it can do and all this this different integration it had and that not to even be slightly mentioned makes me think that it ain't gonna happen for the xbox yeah and then other than that, they touched on achievements, matchmaking, things I'm, like that. I'm actually curious more about the achievements. They, they said it was going to, you know, dynamically track your yeah. achievements based upon how you want to play the game. Now, I mean, I could see that as saying, you know, dividing 
you know, gameplay achievement, like multiplayer stuff from story stuff. Like there's so many games where, you know, you look at my gamer score and like, oh, I only have 215 points. But, but that 215 all. points is all the relevant story content. You know, I just right. didn't care about playing multiplayer or doing challenge modes. So if it can show like, you know, I played a, a certain aspect of a game and completed that, I, I think that, you know, just for like bragging rights and, and, and like showing that, you know, this is what I like to do and seeing that I get that, you know, that little reward, that little carrot on the end of the stick for showing that, hey, I did all the all the cool content, all the stuff I want to do and, you know, all the stuff I don't care about. How hilarious was asynchronous matchmaking? Yeah, really. <laughs> like, oh, while, while, while it's looking for the perfect match in a game, you can be playing another game or watching a movie. If I'm watching a movie during matchmaking, I don't think I'm going to be wanting to play that game in the first place. You may need to reevaluate your matchmaking there. Just going to throw that out there. All right. From there, we got Andrew Wilson from EA. Now, we knew that there was going to be some big announcements with EA and Microsoft because EA has essentially given up completely on the Wii U and they're really aligning themselves with Microsoft. So They, they haven't given up. They've, they've quit. No, they, that's what I mean. They've given <laughs> up on it. That's it. They're well, given up means they tried. Okay, you're, yeah, well, I'll give you that. Um, so anyway, so it was quite obvious before this was coming around that there was going to be something going on between EA and Microsoft. And of course, there is a huge partnership that they are doing. We heard tons of gaming stuff, some that had nothing to do with gaming, uh, interviewing real athletes. And then they were talking about the new sports engine that they're going to be using, Ignite, and things like that, and the new dynamic content for sports game. They used all of the buzzwords that you have to use for this kind of thing. They showed some demo footage, which it was hard to tell if it was just in-game cinematics or actual in-game footage. Really, yeah, it was nice, but it certainly wasn't anything revolutionary. And I'm still pretty sure that uh, kick in the UFC game isn't legal. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of awesome, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so frankly, this to me, I and it's not, against, it's not like I'm against sports. I, I like watching sports, although it's I don't a, watch as much as before. It's a huge but portion of the player base. I know. For them, it is. So I can appreciate that, but then it would have been nice to get more other stuff. Yeah, Ooh. more other stuff. Yeah, yeah, we got, I mean, we got some Call of Duty. We'll get to that in a little bit later on. But I mean, um, in terms of other games, like Phil Spencer took the stage and then he was talking about the Forza 5 and they showed a video, but it was obviously not in-game footage. It was a cinematic. I mean, it was gorgeous, but I mean, the Forza that I have is freaking gorgeous. So... Yeah, okay. It's, it was again, it didn't look anything revolutionary. Um, and then there was they talked about uh, Remedy, what they're working on, and they're working on this game, Quantum Break, which appears to be trying to blend real life actors with gaming stuff. I'm hoping that's just for the trailer. I hope so too, because such things rarely work out well. And um, so the I mean, it looked interesting. It's a Remedy game. I'm very interested. Yeah, but it's not going to be a console seller. That's for damn sure. And I mean, that was pretty much it. And then from there, we got more sports talk again, talking about, again, the partnership then with the NFL. We got talk about the Halo television series with the crap. And then we got as more. As huge as that is, this was not the event to talk no, about. No. Agreed. And then we got um, 
then we got the Call of Duty stuff with Activision going up and talking about Call of Duty Ghosts, which looks phenomenal. I'll say that. They got Stephen, uh, what's his name, Gagan, Gagan, whatever, working on the story. And uh, it, it looks like the story is going to be more interesting. There's a dog. All right. <laughs> really? There's a new can, engine. Can, can we point out that in the Call of Duty franchise, a dog has been integral to the story before a female character? Oh, God. Ouch. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> just, just throwing just that throwing out that there. Out there. All right. Oh, but There's, it's a female dog, right? Yeah, I don't think that counts. Yeah. The um, new cast, new engine. It, it does look interesting. I will say I like the dynamics map, dynamic map thing that they're talking about where the player can interact with it and ch- cause changes. That's awesome. I mean, these are things we've wanted for a long time in different games sure. and whatnot. They they showed comparable videos between the Modern Warfare 3 and this Ghost, and yeah, the differences are massive. And the hands thing they were showing, okay, yeah, looks freaking cool. But again, that's just one game, and it's certainly not... A, it is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, seller for them, so I can appreciate that. But it wasn't enough for me and for us to make this a console like a console seller. Mm-hmm. Especially when they talked about all the games they have coming. I'm very interested because they said that they have 15 Xbox One exclusive games within a year of launch, eight of them being new franchises. That's very interesting to me. At least say something, something. about them. Even say, Anything. you know, we don't want to show the games until E3, but, you know, here's what we're working on. Here's the studios we're working with. Something. I agree. I like, I mean, and then, and then that was it, folks. I mean, it <laughs> ended so rapidly, so abruptly that I was aiming Vince saying, is the feed still on on your end? I, I it looks like I lost my feed because <laughs> it just ended. And that yeah, was, I, was the, I was watching on game trailer. So it, it jumped into a commercial after that. <laughs> and that was it. And so it was like, what the crap? And that was it, folks. I mean, that was the announcement for the next console for Microsoft. This should have been massive in scope. I mean, say what you will about the Sony one, and there were definitely problems with it. We talked about that as well. But there were a lot of things to be excited about as well. And there was just a lot more diversity. There was more things to look at and think about how you'll feel about it, to more information about it, even if it is only, you know, an infamous video that it's, it's just a cinematic. It's not in-game footage. We know it's coming. We got a clue of what to expect kind of thing. This really made it very clear that Microsoft does not want this branded as a gaming console, but rather a quote-unquote entertainment console for your living room to replace all the other ones. One console to rule them all kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, I... Overall, again, I'll say it again, and you guys can say what you think too. Overall, if this was coming out tomorrow, I would not buy it. And again, bear in mind, folks, anybody who knows me, I buy all the toys. I like new tech. I love getting my hands into it. And I love all the different gaming consoles. And This is nowhere near on my radar. They're going to have to impress the shit out of me at E3 so much that I'll even consider this. Because as it stands now, I am picking up a PS4. And they're going to have to pull out like 
Killer Instinct 3, Final Fantasy 15 exclusive. Like, they are going to need like, that's the, thing the, right the there. biggest E3 in the history of E3s to turn this around. See, <laughs> you said it right there, and with the exclusive. Because, again, I like owning all of the consoles just because then I can buy the version of the game that's best for on that console, on any particular sure. console kind of thing. So I don't have to worry about that. And, and then, again, we can all play on different machines if we want at the same time, blah, blah, blah. So I like that. But when I'm looking at these two now, the PS4 and the 360, the 360 does not have anything that is jumping out at me as a reason to pick it up as a replacement to the PS4 or mm-hmm. as an accompaniment for it. There's just nothing extra to it to give me a reason to even bother getting it. I guess I should thank them. They saved me money. Because after, after this, they've pretty much made my decision between the, the PS4 and the, th- and the Xbox One for me. So I'm going to go ahead and walk into the other room after we're done recording and greenlight Renee to go buy a PS4 as soon as it's available. Yeah. Vince? <laughs> see, it's, it's interesting to see the shift in the marketplace because when this current generation started, the Xbox came out as the game machine. It had all the exclusives. It had Halo, Gears of War, Bioshock, uh, Lost Odyssey. It it was the place to go for RPGs for several years, whereas the PS3 was the multimedia device. It was your Blu-ray player. You know, it it had, you know, all this other stuff. And then, you know, a few years ago when Netflix and all that started getting really popular on Xbox, Microsoft completely forgot about games. Like, this isn't anything new. Look back to the last several E3s. They haven't cared about games for quite a while now, whereas PlayStation has been coming through on the game front with the good exclusives, the place to go now for indie games, for the downloadable games. PlayStation Plus, I find, Sony finally let me give them money, and it's the greatest thing on the planet. Uh, so I, I think it's hilarious that the shift just within this one generation of how Microsoft and Sony have completely swapped ends of the field how now sony is the place to go to for games whereas microsoft is the place to go to for you know all the other stuff and see that's the other thing you hit on right there too the playstation and the playstation plus network that you can get where you give them money a year and you get so much out of that versus what you get for xbox live and it's like there was no talk of xbox live here besides the assumption that you're going to have it. Yeah, they, they know so you're going I'm, to pay for it, so why why bring it up? So I'm really curious if that's going to also be a requirement of the console. What do, what do you mean, the Xbox Live? That in order to use certain features, you have to have Live. Well, that's how it is now. <laughs> not re- Well, not really, because Live only lets you, like, the, the gold subscription lets you stream content like it lets you use like streaming stuff through your your, your 360 really and that's really what play it does. games online or to play games online. there's yeah there's <laughs> different one of the ones you need gold i know because my son has to play some on my account because he can't on his and his is a silver. but it's but so. it's kind of interesting i'm wondering how much more of that functionality is going to bleed over in the new one that's going to require you to have like a top tier subscription to i, I wouldn't be surprised have. if to have the console function at all you needed at least one gold membership 
yeah. I would not be surprised at this point. It's funny you mentioned the PlayStation Plus because I've mentioned it before because I've had it for a little while now. And it, and it was so funny because people touted Xbox Live as the greatest thing kind of thing. And it was well worth putting your money into. Yeah, it, it was and a great service. <laughs> even then, for a while, I could get away with not having it now. Oh, now? Easily, sure. I could get away with not having it. I, you're not taking my freaking PlayStation Plus away from me. <laughs> I'm getting tons of free games. Every month I'm getting something. It's not always, you know, phenomenal stuff. Some of it isn't. But between the PS3 and the Vita, my freaking Vita is full of games because I keep getting free games or very good discounts on games. So here we see how they did it right how something that service like that can be done right now. Who knows what that's going to mean with the new service they're going to do for the PS4. They might fuck that up for all we know. But I mean, using the PlayStation Plus network and membership as, as a base, they're doing the right thing. And frankly, again, I can do without an Xbox now. I can just keep my 360 because the games are going to work on that one too. 360 games are not going to work on the one they made that clear there's not going to be backwards compatibility yay <laughs> so yeah and once again i i'm looking at it and i can honestly say based on what we've seen now and based on the fact that there's nothing that is significantly different or or makes it unique of enough of an experience that i need it in addition to or instead of the ps4 that that's my decision's pretty much made. Yeah, you could take that four hundred dollars yep. and put it towards your next iPad. Oh, dude, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or I can, or I'll spend all four hundred dollars on the Wii U Virtual Console. There, there is that too. Because I'm, those will be the only games to play for the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, Wii U's doing all right. It'll be fine. I got, I got faith. Really happy with my Wii U. I have been, right now. I'll ask you again in a year. Go ahead. There is that. Yeah. Well, as with EA dropping, that's a huge kick in the nads, but hopefully that will give Nintendo the push that it needs to really get going with their primary, their, their IPs, their, uh, their Zelda, their Mario, everything else really pushed to get those games out to fill that void. And also though, I'm hoping that we're going to see even more indie stuff because we are seeing indie games in the Nintendo marketplace. I've already picked some up that have been Freaking fantastic. Awesome. I picked up the damn it, I'm not gonna something assault. If you see it, Joe, honestly, pick it up. If you see it, it was on sale when I saw it. Something assault, I can't remember the, the, the full name. Um, I don't know. Super Metroid's available on the Wii U download, so I, I might be busy for a while. Yeah, well, my son and I played the crap <laughs> out of the that game, is really hard, and it was a little <laughs> indie game that was on sale. And it was phenomenal. So if that's where they want to make their niche, hey, I'm all for that. And I will pick up those games too. So that is going to wrap it up for this uh, episode. Again, overall, fairly disappointed. Looking forward to what we can expect during E3, but fairly disgusted with what we saw today. So thanks for listening. If you want more videos, check us out at internetdragons.tv. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.